So how many times has somebody told you, you really shouldn't worry about that? Probably a lot. I mean, how many sermons have you heard on the topic of worry? Maybe I should ask, how many sermons have I preached on the topic of worry? It's been quite a, quite a number. But think about this. When it, comes to the, when it comes to worrying about things, we stop smoking because it's bad for our bodies. Why can't we stop worrying when it's bad for our souls? Worrying is not good for us. We, we talked about this a little bit last week, didn't we? In Jesus' teaching on prayer, he told his disciples to ask for daily bread. Not tomorrow's bread, but daily bread. Ask God for what we need today. Don't worry about what we need tomorrow. That's what Jesus told us in his teaching on prayer. So, so today we take a look at these famous words from the Sermon on the Mount about why we shouldn't worry about things. Now see, Jesus was a smart guy. He was an effective teacher. He didn't preach this in the Sermon on the Mount and then all of a sudden, hey, let's talk about how you shouldn't worry. He didn't just suddenly start talking about it. He, he built up to it. And I think it's clear to see, if you look back in, your, in, in chapter 6, in verse 19, Jesus is teaching about worry, but he has not used the word. See, he, he's, he was kind of sneaky, sneaking up. He talks about in verse 19 of, of chapter 6, not building up treasures on earth, but rather treasure in heaven. I mean, why collect all that the world has to offer when it's just going to wear out? It doesn't make much sense. Jesus said, invest in your hearts and your souls. That'll last forever. That makes much more sense. Then Jesus moves into teaching about how our eyes are the lamp into the body. Whatever in the world that we focus on reveals who we really are. Sports, careers, family, Jesus, whatever it is that, that, that our eyes are fixed upon daily, more than anything else, that reveals a lot of who we are as a person. Jesus says that just as our eyes can't focus on two things at once, our lives can't either. We can only serve God or money, not both. It's either Jesus or the world, not both. We can't live in those two worlds. We have to choose. Just as Joshua, back in, in Joshua chapter 24, as the people were making a recommitment to Yahweh, he said, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Every day we make that decision. For whom are we going to live in this day? Is it going to be for ourselves or for God? Because it can't be both. We can't live for the world and live for God at the same time because we'll end up tearing our souls apart. It doesn't work. So at this point in his sermon, then and only then, does Jesus bring up the word worry. It's in verse 25. For this reason then, I tell you, 
It's going back to what he talked about before. Don't be worried about your life. See, when we're focused on accumulating wealth, we begin to worry that we'll get laid off. We're going to lose that money that we've saved. When we focus on accumulating all the latest fashionable clothes, whatever it is out there, we worry that we'll spill coffee on it and ruin it. If we worry about being first in line to get the new smartphone, well, I might drop it. Crack the screen and then it doesn't look so new. So we've got to keep up with all this stuff. And think about this one. When we're too focused on the church building, we begin to worry that people will misuse it. Jesus tells us not to worry about these things because our lives aren't identified by any of these things. So many of us, it's just ingrained in us. We, we identify people by the clothes that they're wearing or how they're dressed or even how they look. We make judgments on people not based on who they are, but on where they live. Study after study has shown that the number one reason that pre-Christian people don't go to church on Sunday morning is because they're afraid that they'll be judged by what they wear. Not welcome with open arms is God loves them. But we welcome them just if they look the right way. I sometimes wonder if we, the church, and I include myself in it, cause these folks to worry and stress when we should be the ones who are the most welcoming people in the community. Yet some of us may be at a place in our lives when We're not worrying about what we're going to wear. We're worried about how we're going to pay the bills. Feed the kids. How are we going to pay the rent? Where's that going to come from? Well, Jesus talks about that. In verse 26, Jesus says, look at the birds. They don't do anything productive. They just fly around. And God takes care of them. He provides food for them to eat. And in verse 28, he says, why are you worried about what you're going to wear? Look at the flowers. Is anyone dressed more beautifully than they are? Don't worry about that stuff. And Jesus says, don't worry about these necessities of life, you of little faith. Did you catch that, what he called us? When we worry... Oh, you of little faith. See, when we're worrying, we're showing that our faith in God is little. It's not big. I mean, how can we claim that we have faith in Jesus Christ and still worry about the little things in life? Did you know that, and you may have never even thought about this, maybe you have, that God did not give the human body the capacity to worry? Think about that for a second. When God created us, he created us to do a lot of things, didn't he? 
We can think. That's one of my favorite things to do. Talk, work, love. We were created to have a relationship with God. We were created to laugh. We were created to do all kinds of things. But our bodies were not created to worry. Think about what happens when we worry. We get headaches, backaches, our heart rate goes up, we get stomach aches, we have all kinds of physical issues. It's because when we worry, we're putting ourselves through an experience that our bodies weren't created to experience. Sometimes when we worry, we even get angry. Not a righteous anger, but a selfish, a frustrated anger. I mean, I, I, mean, I have to wonder if, if worry is one of those temptations Jesus was talking about in his teaching on prayer. When he says, lead us not into temptation. Was worry there? Proverbs 12.25 says, A worried heart weighs a person down. When we worry about something, when we worry about someone, it wears us out more than a full day of work does. I mean, I'll say it again. When God created us, He didn't create us to worry. He created us to trust Him. That's what he created us to do. Jesus even goes so far in verses 31 and 32 that it should wake us up more than a double shot of espresso. If you've never had a double shot of espresso, it'll wake you up. Jesus seems to imply here that worrying is actually unchristian. Look at what he says in verse 32. Don't worry about what you need, for the pagans act like that. Ouch, that hurts. The people who don't know Jesus are the ones who worry about what they're going to wear or how the economy's doing or worry about how they're going to pay the bills. Christians don't need to act that way. Because we've given our lives to Jesus. We've placed our trust in Him. And because we have, we shouldn't worry. I mean, people even in churches, pastors too, I'll raise my hand here, we worry all the time about the size of the offering. Y'all see me sitting there, the offering's coming down, I'm going, hmm. We worry all the time about, about the offering. Or if we're going to have enough volunteers. Or if anyone's going to accept an invitation to lead a ministry. We worry about that stuff all the time. But according to Jesus, when we do that, we're acting like people who don't know Jesus. Why would we want to do that? We're copying the customs of the world instead of having the mindset of God. I heard one pastor say that worry is atheism in action. It's a pretty strong line, isn't it? Worrying is acting as if there's no God. God. 
And if there's no God, then what do we have to do? We have to take matters into our own hands. And we know how well that's not going to go. And that's when worry sets in. It doesn't matter if we worry about our children or our finances or our careers or the church. Worry is an absence of trust in God in our hearts and in our minds. I remember it was just a month ago, I guess, yeah, around a month ago, when we dropped Julianne, my little girl, my baby girl, dropped her off 967 miles from our front door to college. I mean, she, I mean, I've been put on earth to guard her and protect her, right? That's what parents do. We seek what's best for our kids, even if we sacrifice. That's just what parents do. And I remember saying goodbye and getting in our car and driving away. The worry started coming. It's like, oh my goodness. But then I began to think when we left the Texas state line, isn't God in Texas too? I think I heard that. So why am I worrying? Why do we worry? We know better. But yet we do. So I guess the question is that if we worry and we know we shouldn't worry, how do we overcome these chains? Well, Jesus gives us the answer right in our Bible text this morning. It's in verse 33. How do you overcome the chains of worry He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Have you ever wondered what all these things were? It's all those things he listed that we worry about. Let me rephrase that verse a different way. Seek God above everything else. Live the right way and God will give you everything you need. Notice it's not what we necessarily want, but it's what we need. Give your life to Jesus. Seek him above everything else. Live your life the way that you know God would want you to live your life. And there's no need to worry about anything. Sounds simple, doesn't it? And you know what? It truly is simple. But uh, but if... And only if you surrender your life completely to God. See, throughout the Bible, we see countless people who trusted God and God took care of them. Think about the stories of Noah and Abram, Jacob, Hannah, David, King Hezekiah, Jeremiah, others. We could go on and on. They trusted God when it seemed all hope was lost and God provided their needs. In Philippians 4, 6, Paul writes that we shouldn't be anxious about anything. You see, there's a theme running throughout the whole of Scripture. Don't worry. Trust God. You know... Things happen in life that we can't understand. 
Things happen in life that we don't expect. Horrible things. There were unexpected horrible things that happened to the people in Scripture. Yet they kept trust in God. Because God has a much bigger perspective of our lives than we do. And if we can't trust God, then we've lost all hope. So what are you worried about this morning? I know you're worried about something. I know it. Is it your kids? Your job? Your health? Our country? You're worried about something. Whatever it is that is on your top of your worry list, I want you to know something. Jesus Christ made it possible for us to live without worry because we were created not to worry. See, worry is actually a sin because it's removing God from being in control. Because when we worry, we're trying to be in control. Yet the worry comes because we want to be in control of a situation, but we don't know how to be in control of the situation. It's beyond us. We feel helpless, and so we worry. Worry is living in deception. It's listening to the lies of the evil one. And we should not do that. When you got a bulletin this morning, there was an index card in there. Or there should have been. I want everybody to do something. I want you to take a pencil or a pen. And I want you to write down on that card... What worries you the very most? What is it that's worrying you? You don't even have to put your name on it. Just write down, totally anonymous, what is worrying you the most? And as we sing our closing hymn, I want you to do something. Let me find it. Here it is. I want you to get up if you can and come put it in this. It's Centenary United Methodist Church's official worry box. And your worries are going to join the worries from the early service. And as we make a presentation to God, I'm going to set this on the altar. I'm going to set this right here. You're all worried about something. You can hang on to it, and it can be a chain. Or you can give it to God and let it go. By placing your worry in that worry box, it's a way for you to say to God, Lord, I'm giving you all my worries, and I'm going to trust you. But I have to say this. Maybe your biggest worry isn't someone. Maybe it's not something in your life. Maybe your biggest worry is your salvation. Maybe you're worried 
that you've not been saved. If that's you, I want you to write that down on the card. Jesus says in John chapter 6 that everyone who looks to the Son of God and believes in Him will have eternal life. I hope everybody leaves this place today knowing that and not worrying about whether or not you have eternal life with God anymore. You got your worries written? One more thing. I believe that God can remove our worries in an instant. I believe it. If God can create the universe, he can take away just like that whatever it is that is worrying you. But I don't want you to be discouraged if what worries you doesn't go away all at once. Sometimes it takes a while for decades of worries to be replaced with trust. God knows what's best for you. Sometimes there's a lot of working out internally, emotionally, that goes along with this. So it may take a while. This may be a first step. But then again, maybe it could be an instant deliverance from your worry. Let's pray together.